In a world where magic is everywhere, monsters are real, and inhibitions are non-existent, Atlantis is the most coveted destination, and pirates make all the rules. That's right. The Dangerous Tides Kickstarter is live. We're bringing you six brand new books from authors like Katie Robert and C.M. Nascosta. These ultra-spicy fantasy books feature sirens, kidnappings, aliens, disguises, monsters, sex magic, second chances, and so much more that can't be mentioned in polite company. They combine otherworldly adventure with sweeping romance in a way that will keep your heart racing from start to finish. By backing the Kickstarter, you can read these books this month. Of course, we've also got foiled special editions with sprayed edges in hardback and paperback, gorgeous art, and swag, which you'll have in your hands this fall. The Kickstarter will be over in the blink of an eye, so don't miss it. This is the only place you can get these special editions and swag, not to mention getting the ebooks five months earlier than they're available to anyone else. This is your invitation to unlock the secrets of Atlantis. So click the link in the show notes and enter at your own risk. Welcome to Bonkers Romance, the podcast that celebrates authors who really go there. I'm Melody Carlisle. And I'm Jenny Nordback. The results of our polar in and <gasps> the custom artwork that our celebrants will be getting on postcards is going to be based upon <gasps> Soul Eater by Lily Maine. I cannot wait to see how it turns out. You made the uh, just an excellent choice. I was going to say the best choice, but really there were no bad choices. I'm, I'm very just, excited. I'm proud of proud of all of you <laughs> and. <laughs> I would have been proud no matter what, but I'm pretty excited to see this one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then for Book Club, this is like a magical moment. If you happen to be listening to this episode right as it comes out, you are in luck because you can still join the Bonkers Romance Book Club and you would get The Lady Gets Lucky by Joanna Shoup. It is her brand new Gilded Age historical um, if you join by November 1st. And then if you join before the end of October, you also get... The Forbidden Man and A Nordic King by Karina Halley, which are two favorites of mine. Heck yeah. And then you almost immediately, we're talking like hours, you get King of Battle and Blood by Scarlet St. Clair and Duke Actually by Jenny Holiday. That's in the first week of November. So it's a great time to hop on because you'll get five books included in the space of one week. We also just released episode three of our recaps of Naked and Afraid of Love to our members. Oh my so god. It's getting fun. I'm just like a hog and slop recapping Naked and Afraid of Love. Like it's just a mess. Yeah, the storylines are starting <laughs> to form. The drama is oh, getting yeah. intense. We we've like gone from just meeting our characters to having strong feelings about oh, the characters. Absolutely. <laughs> but this week we get to recap Stalked by the Kraken by Lillian Lark with the one and only Katie Robert. 
Hello. Hi, Katie. Hello. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so excited. We are clearly here with Katie Robert, and we're yeah. all a little bit giddy. This is this is going to be fun. I've been looking forward to this all week. So when Mel and I were batting around what is the premise of this podcast and yeah. the idea that one of the things we wanted to explore was authors who show us that our hard limits are really just guidelines Katie's uh-huh. name might have come up a couple of times. I feel like that is your brand for the last couple of years. You've just been showing people that, like, I'm not into that. Okay, I might be into that. Maybe I'm into yeah. that. And yeah. so clearly that made you automatically one of our early guests. We had to beg you to come talk to us. By beg, you mean you sent me a text message and I was like, yes, hi, hello, I would love to. Please invite me. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we've said it before, but I think one of the coolest peeks into an author or reader or whoever's brain is like, what do you consider bonkers? Like there's catnip and that's one question, but I want to know what's bonkers to you. So, I mean, I have no idea what you're going to throw at me, Katie, because you like I was staunchly against daddy play and all of a sudden I've broken. (laughs) I've broken in all the best ways. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't like this is a hard to define because it's so unique to like each person. And for me, bonkers is something that's like that I am like low key shocked at like like you just did what? Like, yeah. like when I read Sierra Simone's books, I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Like you mm-hmm. have me shipping, like spoiler, but you have me shipping brothers. Like what? What? I don't understand. Like, yeah. And if it's like, whenever an author pushes the envelope to the point where I'm like, this is so like, like it makes me almost giddy. That's like what I would qualify as bonkers, which is such a hard to define thing. But it's you just know when you're reading and like, I get that like little like, <gasps> gaspy thing that, what yeah. i can't Completely. believe you went like the take the finger but like they take the finger like when uh, that's that's when i love it the most <laughs> i feel like you've texted me about nikki sloan in this way too yeah 100 yes. well her whole filthy rich Amer- american series is like like convinced me that i'm into father-in-law stuff and i the whole time i mean I would have been super happy if she was like banging the father-in-law the whole time, but like I understand why she wasn't. But <laughs> that like <laughs> the fearlessness that she wrote that series and like that premise and like having McAllister, the father-in-law, be such a sexy, sexy villain was like yeah, there was points in that series that I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> keep it. I'm a fan for life. And there's a was a point in this book that I'm like, I barely restrained myself from texting. And just being like, well, I'll tell you when we get in there. But yeah, totally. That I was just like, she went there, and it made me so. It just makes me happy. I love that feeling. Yeah. So really. let's go there. Well, we said, yeah, let's do it. Pick a bonkers okay. book, and unsurprisingly, you went on brand with a a non-human selection monsters <laughs> well the i follow this author on tiktok and she gives like amazing recommendations and i buy way too many books and she, i had seen that she came out with like a monster romance and i was like oh i'm gonna read it for sure but then she dm'd me and kind of like pitched it to me and like she's like tentacles and cozy stocking and i was like oh i've never heard the term cozy stocking before but like i understand exactly what that is and I yeah. want that. And so I'm very happy to read this book. 
And so that's why we picked this one. <laughs> okay, so just just to let listener know, I have not read this one. Jenny and Katie read this. And so I am you, listener. You and I are going to go on this ride together. And I just hope that I do you justice asking the questions that you need clarification on. So that's my role here. And I'm very excited about it. Tell me a story. I am very much looking forward to your questions, Melody. <laughs> me too. Okay, so the book, the book. We need like a sound effect here. The yeah. book is drumming. Uh, it's stalked. Stalk. Whoa! Wow! Words are super great. It's stalked by the Kraken, by Lillian Lark. And the uh-huh. whole time I was reading, I was just picturing Liam Neeson being like, "Release the Kraken," which is his penis. So you know, <laughs> yeah. the context. Yeah. So Kraken, mythical sea monster that like sinks ships with its gigantic tentacles so mm. that's a most excellent premise okay so the book opens with our hero gideon and he's doing some kind of secret operation he's, he's a meeting... treasure hunter he yes. I, I actually have these details <laughs> he's a treasure hunter and he and his like demon friend whatever they don't matter have been contracted to find this like amulet or whatever and they know what's going to be up for this auction at this place like a, that he's scoping out but it's going to be like a period like a week or two or three weeks or it's, it's going to be a period of time so he has some time to kill and he's in this coffee shop scoping out like the auction house area i hear you hold on real quick gideon is a humanoid yes he's a shifter so, so we don't know yet at this point like okay it's fair clear. he talks about like he has this he has like another half he has like a i can't how does he put it he he has like a creature, I think is yes. how he puts it, that's like okay. one and the same with him, but it's his other half. But it's not immediately clear right out of the gates what's going on. But Okay, wait, like- can, I, can I really quick just tell you why I asked that question? Yes. <laughs> yes. And that is, I really just needed to know. I'm guessing this is a, this is like a, a male femme hetero quasi yes. romance. Yes. Okay. I just really needed to know. If there was going to be a vagina getting wrecked by a kraken or a vagina wrecking a ship. Oh, that's ah. what I needed to know. I mean, we really <laughs> should have made you like wait for it. Yeah, Sorry. And, like, drag that out a little bit. <laughs> but so my favorite detail right out of the gates is that his like boss partner or whatever demon who's in charge of this operation gives him code names and his code name on this operation is Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Ah! (laughs) Little hints, like he says that other times he's made his code name like Flounder or Calamari or, you know, like you're getting little snippets of like, okay, maybe he's a sea creature, but things are oceanic. Fair enough. And so in walks a woman. She is a witch. And we get two, three ladies walk in. It's like it's it's our heroine and like two lady friends that like he's over like or eavesdropping like he's got some kind of magic that like he's not super perceivable. He's like camouflaged. Yeah, yeah, but she, she can perceive him sorta. Like she keeps she can, looking like, in his direction, him watching her, but he, she can't mm-hmm. see him. But what I was gonna say before the other yeah. ladies even walk oh, in, yeah, right, he right. sees her and gets like mine. We get like the instant mine. This is his my creature mate. wants. Oh, it's a yeah. faded mate. His creature wants yes. her real bad. He's about mm-hmm. to like shift to a tentacle monster at the table. He has Just to take her away, like. This has never happened to him before. He wants to like hunt her down and claim her, which Do is it. really most excellent to have within like the first two pages of a book. Like, yeah, I respect just getting down to it. That's right. Um, 
So he then is like eavesdropping on Rose. We discover her name is during this conversation and her Mm -hmm. friends. And it's clear she's like getting over a breakup. But like the conversation is kind of like strange from like because we don't know anything about her at this point or like her anything about her and so it's like her friends are like why haven't you like come out and stuff and it's like are you talking about like going out partying are you talking about like boning like what because it's like it's insinuation but like it's not clear and he's not clear on it and he's very curious but yeah Yeah. it's like she's had a bad breakup she's off her game she is not not swinging it freely at this point (laughs) fair enough He's sort of listening. He needs to know more. And so he decides to stalk her like any rational, magical creature does. But don't worry. He's got rules. He doesn't go in her house Ah! and he doesn't go into her magical place of business. And that's it. Those are his only rules. But he has rules. rules. Okay. Yeah. Cozy. Cozy stalking. So it's been a week. He's been stalking her. She can like feel someone's been watching her, but she thinks she's just being paranoid. and And it doesn't scare her, which is important. Cool. And meanwhile, he's on a mission? Did he just, like, abandon mission? The auction's held... He finds out it's going to be three weeks, so he just has time to kill. Because they want cool. to, like, acquire it legally. or legally. So he's like, why have three weeks? Like, I'm going to keep an eye on it, but also, like, I have all this free time, so I'm going to stalk this new lady. But also, needs yeah. must, and my creature needs this lady. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Fair enough. So now we are seeing her like in her place of business and we're starting to piece together like what sort of magical being she is and what this place of business is Ooh. and so she's a witch and this is a matchmaking witch bathhouse yeah. yes which i initially thought meant like it was a brothel but it actually yeah. turns out they like provide a space for magical creatures to bone and they like siphon the magic that like flares out of them during access. Yes. Yes. And, and then they didn't... sell the magic. And she is like a match previously. She's off her game. So she hasn't been doing much matching, but she can like see like soul threads on people and uses that to help make matches. And then with the condition that if she makes the match, they have to like have the first time or the first couple times in the bathhouse because those first couple times together are like boom magic. They're but extra she... magical, potent. Yes. Boom. But she <laughs> thought she had her her one hundred percent soul match, and the dude dumped her like after a week, and like was real because she's been very free. Like she, you know, she's living in a sexy bathhouse. She takes advantage she of the sexy bathhouse. Of course. Hell yeah. And he was super judgy about it and, like, gross about it and, like, made her doubt herself and, like, hit her confidence where it hurts. And so she's, like, not doing matches because she's, like, I can't guarantee you that, like, if 100% matched it worked for me, the matchmaker, like, what business do I have making matches for other people? And two, not having any sexy times because she feels like a bad, like, she doesn't feel good about it anymore because he made her feel bad. Yeah. Not into it. What a bad person. Gideon has sent a a harpy that he has found to work with him in to, like, do some recon and find out what is going on with this business because he doesn't know what it is. So it looks like a blockbuster, like a blockbuster, well, not a blockbuster, but like a store or something. Yeah. It's like the glamour on the outside. And so he sends this harpy in and the harpy is kind of like, oh, shit. And she's, like, asking questions, figures out we don't really need to get into the harpy, but... Basically, she goes back to and oh, so as the harpy is leaving, 
Rose's brother, Jared, comes in and, like, goes back to her office with her. And so when the harpy goes back to Gideon to let him know, like, what the business is and whatever, she also lets him know, like, she just went back to her office with a man, (gasps) which is the trigger for Gideon to be like, I got to go get my woman now. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like his creature will not stand it. Like, it's a family, but we're not sure it's a family. And because we're not sure, the creature wants. And so... Yeah, yeah. He's going to release um, the Kraken, maybe. Is he? <laughs> Is he going to release the Kraken? <laughs> Honestly, I will say it's a missed opportunity that that was never, that was not a line in this book. Like, in hindsight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we see Jared, her brother, in the office with her, and he lets her know, like, they are in dire financial straits. Something is wrong. They're not getting as much magic as they should be. She's not doing her matching so they're like not there's, they've lost there's like that a supply income. and demand issue like because mm-hmm. they have like these current contracts and stuff for like the magic that they siphon off but the, they don't have enough like product for some reason it doesn't make sense but like he's investigating but he's like in the meantime i'm gonna need you to make some more matches and she's like like that means i have to check my email like i'm not super into that oh she's like letting all this work pile up because she's like yeah paralyzed by indecision she's in a bad place yeah and this book did a really good job of like handling that i think like she it felt really like it made my heart hurt i'm like oh rose it's gonna be okay your kraken's gonna do the thing he's gonna gonna fill you with confidence to very very make you very full with confidence. So, a lot say, of filling. Maybe even stuff with confidence. There you Stretched, go. Perhaps. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, so now in walks Gideon and okay. it's insta lust for her. Like she doesn't but, immediately oh go ahead. She can't see his soul threads. Yeah. And so she's like, I can't match you because I can't see your soul threads, but also you're a sexy man. So, I was wondering least. about that because you'd think that even if he's camouflaged, his soul threads would be all out and about. But wow, even those he, are at this point, he doesn't have soul threads, so she can't match him. So maybe they're in know. his tentacles. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, know. Listen, I'm, says, I'm here like, with you. I can't, can't take your money. Can't match you. Can't see your soul threads. Sorry. And he says, well, I don't need you to match me because it's you I want. I just want like, to do the business with you. But he like, he's he's a, he's a stalker. Like he's a hunter. He's he's like <sighs> delicately chasing his prey. And as yeah, yeah, yeah. such, he's not just going to come out and be like, hey, baby, you my mate. He's like, oh, no, I just want to go to Bone Town with you. And she's like, well, I'm not like, like, I don't have sex for money, which some of her insistence on that, I think it was meant to be like a holdover from her ex, but like it felt a little like, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. Just oh, sure, sure, sure. Get, get that treasure too. But oh, we missed. So oh. he is like ancient, powerful magic. Like he has a massive amount of magic. Magic uh, is so what he has. He is in some ways a solution to their financial problems because totally. if she bones him, there will be a large boy that release jenny you know (laughs) that release (laughs) siphon that magic and you know sell it so that's epic release is what i'm hearing yeah Yeah. so he's like like well she's like i'm not gonna just i don't know you like um you're sexy but also uh and he's like well how about like what if we i got to know each other a little bit and then like you know did the thing and and she's like like dating and he's like yeah like dating but like he's 
he's trying to play it so cool that he's coming across kind of like like he knows he he realizes immediately that he fu- I can't remember exactly what he says but he says something like or she's like why me and he's like why not you and she's like that's not mm. a good answer <laughs> like, yeah and he's like, don't Shit. like that yeah the poor guy is like trying to play it cool but he fucks it up and like plays it too cool so she rejects him she's yeah. like no don't want it and he leaves Ooh, I bet the creature hates that he's into it he what? likes oh. that he's been rejected because it's <gasps> like strong. something new and yeah. interesting and he's Ooh. an immortal being and like he doesn't really get rejected. Ooh. And then in the very next scene, she like talks to her cousin. Oh, he left his card though. He left his card for her to like. Yeah, yeah. So she has a way and to so we very quickly go from like no to like she has a conversation and she's like, all right, I'm I'm going to do it. So... Then I we... think it's the magic that she makes her decide, like, to do it. Like, he's the solution to my problem because you, the magic sounds her logical to me. Points out that he's not actually a client because she's not matching yeah, him. That's it. So he's like, "There's no problem here. What are you like? Why are you holding yourself go. back from this?" And she's like, "You know what? I am gonna go fuck the tall, handsome stranger, dude. Hell I'm gonna yeah. get my groove back." So they meet in a coffee shop. And I thought they went to a museum. Oh, no, they went to the coffee shop. They first. go to a coffee right, shop right. first, right. and they agree, like, they're going to do... She says she'll do three nights with him, they're but she wants sex. to, like, date him and get to know him first. Okay. So then they go straight to a museum right. for their, like, first date to, like, do some talking, get to know each other. And it's super cute. Like, they have some, like, oh, did you sink one of these ships? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. Like, <laughs> he's like, my memory's not super great. It's been a long time. Like, it's... Adorable. Does she know he's a shifter at this point? Yeah, she knows he's magic. Because they have... Is it at the museum or is it before that they have a conversation? Because, like, shifters sometimes like to have sex half-shifted. And Uh he's, like, he's very clear about, like, the consent thing. Like, he's like, I would like to do this with you. But also, like, if you're not okay with it, that's okay, too. Like, but, like, it might be a little disconcerting. And she's like... So she asks him in the coffee shop, like, what are you? Yeah. No, he just, like, looks at her and he's like, am tentacle monster, are you down? And she sort of takes a couple minutes of being quiet to, like, think about how she feels about this. Fair. Because, you know, now tentacles have been put on the table. That could be cold and slimy. I don't know him. She's not, like, hard no, but she's like, yeah, haven't seen this before. How do I feel about it? Mm -hmm. Discovers she has pants feelings about it. There we go. She's super into it. Yeah. Same, Rose, same. And that my (laughs) note is he tells her that he's a motherfucking kraken. Like, (laughs) yeah. Because it's not just that he has tentacles. It's that he's, like, this ancient, mythical sea creature with, like, massive powers. And, like, the whole thing with the krakens is that they, like, just existed at one point. Like, nobody knows where they came from. They don't really breathe. Like, they can't have babies. Or they don't. It's very, very uncommon for them to have babies, which comes up at the museum like he sort of like bears this part of his like painful past or whatever to her like he can't he's not sure he can have kids which in turn she sort of opens up a little bit to him too like it's like it's pretty deep for a first date but like they're just i mean he's just going to town and she's like well he gave me this like i can open up a little bit too like in response even though it's challenging for me and so she does and and then she's like well you know what fuck it let's have sex right like let's go let's go right now
All right. That is the end of part one of Stalked by the Kraken with Katie Roberts. We are dirty, dirty teases. So (laughs) if you want the rest of this episode, including some fairly illuminating discussions of tentacle fisting and a party Kraken, head over to bonkersromance.com slash temple to sign up for our private member site you get the last episode of each month in full you also get bonus recap episodes with mel and i you get video of the public episodes author interviews and lots more for as little as five dollars a month and that's also where you can access the bonkers book club um, if you don't have the dollars right now to sign up for the temple, go to the same page. Uh, that's, you know, bonkersromance.com slash temple and add yourself to our wait list for the membership assistance. Um, and if you want to help a fellow joy lover out, you can always donate an annual membership and we'll match it. So go enjoy your next bonkers read. And remember... There's nothing cozier or more secure than a tentacle hug. (laughs) See you at the temple!